Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Great America Podcast with Lou Dobbs, always in the fight for truth, justice, and yes, our American way of life. And now, here he is, the Peabody Award-winning voice of truth, the great Lou Dobbs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Great America Show. Truth, justice, the American way. It's our way, isn't it? The American way. No apologies for anything or anyone American. We don't care how much the one-worlders, the radical Marxists, and the deep state want to end America, the American family, religious freedom, end the Second Amendment, and this great constitutional republic of ours. The American way will prevail against all enemies, domestic and foreign. And we know there are far too many within our government who hate our capitalist economy that has created most of the world's wealth, raised the standard of living for billions of people, not just American citizens. Among the haters, the so-called permanent bureaucracy who are committed to the interagency, the world uniparty, the global elites who mean to destroy America for their own preferred system of government, global government, for their own interests, whether environmental terrorists or the Al-Qaeda, ISIS varieties, whether climate change extremists or simply agents of Xi Jinping or Vladimir Putin. We are a great nation that has never before been more beset by more enemies within and foreign powers alike that seek the destruction of our economy, our government, our freedom, our constitutional republic, which is the foundation of our liberty. Our enemies within are many, and they're now in the open. Incredibly, not a one of them has been held account for their actions, their efforts to destroy a presidential candidate, their efforts to overthrow a sitting president. That is, of course, President Trump. Just over a week ago, special counsel John Durham delivered filings to the federal court that contained allegations, at least by inference, that the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2016 orchestrated the construction of the fraudulent claims that Donald Trump had a relationship with the Russians through a Russian bank, Alpha Bank, and that Democratic operatives created a phony report that purported to support the rather obviously fictitious claims about Mr. Trump. Most suspiciously now, the very Dems who tried to overthrow President Trump through three years of investigations by the FBI, a special counsel investigation by the Department of Justice, and two farcical impeachment attempts are absolutely silent, all of them. The national corporate media is ignoring the story altogether. The story is the biggest scandal in American history. You would think they would, these reporters and the corporate national media, be just running as fast as they could to get the story covered. But no. 
So we are delighted to have with us today one of the country's finest investigative journalists, author of The Plot Against the President, author of The Permanent Coup, How Enemies Foreign and Domestic Targeted the American President, and his newest reporting, the important documentary, China, the Enemy Within, on The Daily Wire, now available. Lee Smith, great to have you with us here on the Great America Show. I, I just, I can't wait to ask you this question, and that is your reaction, your thoughts about the John Durham filing and its implications. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Lee. Thanks so much for, for inviting me on today. I mean, like you, you know, I've been following this story for, I guess, five years now, um, <laughs> and like you. I've been in touch with the people who were investigating this on the Hill, um, and everyone is shocked. And I, I, I think it's not just because we have confirmation of different things we suspected, but I think it's because this operation appears to be much broader uh, than we knew. I believe we imagined it, but now we see it was much broader than we knew. I mean, and so, you know, this guy... Um, this guy, Rodney Jaffe, the internet executive, the tech executive, he's got a contract here. He's working out of the Obama White House, as his lawyer made clear. So that's one end of it. He's working out of the Obama White House, working on their um, de um, internet server stuff. And then on the other hand, Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman goes and takes us to the CIA. Um, so again, this is a, a, a much broader operation than, than we knew of before. This person who, whose name at various points have been raised over the course of mm. uh, Russiagate uh, yeah. by various parties, but his, his proximity to the White House, mm -hmm. uh, his, his role, uh, suddenly you ask yourself, what are this guy's bona fides, either to be in the White House or uh, to be with a Democratic president and his Democratic right. staff or to be engaged directly with the Democratic Party's one of their two leading law firms? Yeah, um, this guy, Rodney Jaffe, it's 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 very important. This guy was an intelligence community insider, right? He didn't work for our spy services. Uh, he didn't uh, he didn't draw his salary directly from them or his 401k, but he worked very closely with them. We know that in 2013, he was uh, given a prize by then FBI director James Comey for helping break a case. But one of the things that this company that he uh, uh, that he was with, Newstar, one of the things they did, they helped process court orders, including foreign intelligence surveillance act warrants. So they were an intermediary between the spy services, mostly the FBI, the national, um, you know, the, the NSA uh, and Internet service providers and phone carriers, because well, it's a lot of work for the phone carriers to produce all of this material that the FBI or NSA asked for. So Newstar would be the intermediary. So that shows you how close they are to the FBI and to the intelligence community. Again, this is what I mean. This is much broader than just the Clinton campaign. It's much broader than just dirty tricks. And that's why I say to people, this is nothing like Watergate, right? I mean, the, the Watergate was a dirty tricks campaign. There were crimes committed. Uh, President Nixon uh, was a, a, a apparently part of a cover-up. But this, is, this goes to the heart of the intelligence community. 
So this is very bad. This is a national, <clears throat> this is a national security disaster for the United States. And I know that, of course, most Democrats don't regard it as such. They'll see it as, uh, you know, President Donald Trump and all of Trump's people and all of his supporters got what they deserve. But this is this has enormously uh, bad consequences for the country. It, it, and it has seemed so to me from the very beginning. Uh, when yeah. you when you even raise the specter of the president of the United States being spied upon, mm-hmm. and then backfill that with uh, the the attempts then as early as August of yeah. 2016 to be preparing to frame the president's about to be named National Security Advisor General Michael right. Flynn, and what yes. had to be going on uh, around uh, that effort. Uh, it, it was deeply troubling from the beginning, yes. but then the fight became for the preservation of the presidency itself, uh, right. the, the fight for President Trump, because he was being as, absolutely assaulted by the right. Democrats, uh, by uh, Hillary Clinton standing up in a debate <coughs> uh, and basically saying this guy is a, a you know, she wanted mm-hmm. to clearly imply uh, pretty darn directly that he was an asset of the Russian uh, secret agencies. Right. And and now we're seeing how this information, uh, how this campaign was assembled, how it was put together uh, through Clinton campaign operatives, through tech executives who are close to the Democratic Party. I know this guy, Joffe, is saying he was a uh, you know, uh, uh, a non-political tech executive. Mm-hmm. I mean, the CEO at the company, New Star at the time, came out and endorsed Hillary Clinton. I mean, these are these are clearly people in the Democratic Party's fold. And it also gives us more detail on what the Democratic Party is right now. I mean, it is it is the political instrument, the actual political instrument of what we've come to call over the last several years, correctly and accurately, I believe, the deep state. Yes. So you see these different connections and you see how they're hooked into the intelligence community and who the intelligence community is targeting and on whose behalf they're, 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 they're targeting. And as you said, there's General Michael Flynn, there's uh, President Donald Trump. And now, as we see with, you know, with January 6th, there are Trump supporters. So right. this is this is uh, this is how this started. It's, it's very, very important detail. And in terms of the expanse that you're talking about that suddenly revealed here, mm-hmm. without question, uh, Perkins, Coy, uh, everyone had a sense of what they were. But then this moves yeah. out to other law firms mm-hmm. and they become more than uh, counselors uh, yes. <laughs> at law. They become more than they should have something more than Esquire behind their names. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people are <laughs> right. involved. Uh, in the effort to surveil the uh, candidate, uh, a president of the United States, to construct a fiction right. upon which you can create a predicate for an FBI right. investigation, for a special yeah. counsel, for an impeachment. My yeah. Lord, this goes beyond anything that uh, I, I think anyone could have imagined in, say, 2016. I, I agree. I, I don't think I, no, no one had any sense at the time. And I don't think that we're just being naive. I think we I, I think we believe the things that Americans are expected to believe about our law enforcement agencies, about our clandestine service. While there are certainly some rotten apples there, by and large, these people are doing their job. And that's to protect Americans and to protect American national security. And as it turns out, 
this is not what's going on. It's not what's going on now. Um, and it hasn't been going on certainly since 2016. I mean, we talk about the political crimes and those are very important. But Lou, one of the things that, that I, I've been talking about for a while and I, I think is really vital is if, if we see right now what's going on in, uh, in Eastern Europe regarding Russia and Ukraine and the kind of intelligence we're getting on that from our IC and some of the nonsense that Joe Biden and Jake Sullivan and Anthony Blinken, all of his top, uh, you know, all of his top cabinet aides for foreign policy and national security. I mean, look, for five years, these people have made up stories about Russia and Ukraine. I mean, there are real threats out there in the world that are dangerous to American national interest and that are dangerous to U.S. citizens, dangerous to our neighbors, dangerous to servicemen. And these guys have been making up stories. So they've used the intelligence resources and programs of the IC just to go after their enemies. And because of that, they, they've not only squandered American prestige, they've endangered Americans. Yes. And, and they are not achieving uh, any success that I can discern whatsoever in their core mission as intelligence agencies of the United States. I can't think of their last success. Can you, Lee? No, no. And, and of course, this is one of the funny things, because you hear from these boys all the time. It's like, well, you know, our failures are always all over the papers, but our successes are our successes are, are, are very quiet. No one ever hears about those, which is nonsense, because we know that any success they have, they will leak to The New York Times or The Washington Post. Right. And some of the times they will even they will even say that they did something when it was another service that did something and they have nothing to do with it. So they take as much credit as they can for doing for doing something, uh, for getting it right. And we see how rare that's been recently. What has the FBI and the CIA been in the news for the last five years targeting Donald Trump, now targeting Donald Trump supporters? Exactly. And uh, there is uh, also an adjunct of this is their uh, their complicit relationship with the national corporate media uh, mm -hmm. the left-wing oh, yeah. media may be referred to but there has been absolute silence on this the washington post the new york times cbs news cnn couldn't wait for each morning to begin their day uh with all sorts of leaks and feeds from yeah. the intelligence agencies from the uh from the fbi from the uh, democratic left if there is any other part of the Democratic Party, mm -hmm. I, I think that becomes redundant, doesn't it? Uh, it, it? It has been amazing that they have been absolutely silent on the Durham's filing um, and what it portends. Well, I mean, we, we, we look at what they're, um, you know, what, <clears throat> I, I mean, you know, Lou, you, I mean, you're you're one of the greats in the field of journalism and you're a vet, veteran the field. I mean, what, what, what would you do if you were at one of these places? I mean, I think I'd like to think that most professional journalists would be appalled if they had to show up on CNN or MSNBC and they're sharing airtime with, with, with a former intelligence officer who lied professionally. And that's what they're supposed to do, right? The CIA is paid to steal foreign country secrets, not set up our president. They're paid to steal the, the, the secrets of foreign countries and, and they're paid to lie. And now these people are put on TV, on CNN and on MSNBC, CBS, uh, uh, the Washington Post, New York Times. And we're supposed to take this seriously. This is not journalism. This, this is these places are platforms for information operations run by spies. I cannot believe. And this is why I say again and again, this is nothing like partisan media. 
we, you and I know what it looks like to be, you know, to, to, to have to process a whole bunch of, uh, you know, liberal talking points or left-wing talking points, but this is not partisan. These are, th- this comes from intelligence services. Right. That's what's going on. And it's, it, it, it's astonishing. And I think that lots of people are starting to understand and thank goodness there are people, you know, people like you that are explaining how the, wor- how the world actually works and what the real news is. But a lot of Americans are lost. Well, and, 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 then, and we should be very clear about this. This takes some fairly heavy trudging some days yeah. to get through because there, uh, this is being played out. This information warfare that uh, mm-hmm. and this country is now the primary battleground for information warfare, uh, both from yeah. internal uh, internal opponents, as well as, of course, the usual uh, external foreign uh, opponents of U.S. interest. But right now, there is more smoke rising over that <laughs> battlefield uh, right. and, and bigger craters uh, in our national institutions. And right. uh, frankly, our, our, what we have always presumed to be our rightful uh, understanding of whose side the government, the U.S. government, mm-hmm. would be on. Right. It's no longer the case. This could, government could, is yeah. the at, at various points the biggest threat to the American people. Absolutely. Could you could you ever have imagined in the Cold War, in the heat of the Cold War, the way that these guys throw around phrases like Russian disinformation now? Everything, whether it's Hunter Biden's laptop, whether it's uh, whether it's Canadian truckers who are protesting against vaccine mandates, everything for these people is Russian disinformation. I, I, I can't believe it. It's like we're living in a magical world, uh, you know, where, where, where any, anything they don't want to hear, they, 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 they plug up their ears with their hands and they just start screaming Russian disinformation. That right now is the American public sphere. And at the top of it is the president of the United States, Joe Biden. It, it's, it's, it's astonishing. You know, we're going to, uh, if it's all right with you, uh, yeah. Let, let's weave in and out of this issue on Durham and his filings because it, yes. it it's uh, great. It, it is in, it's insinuated into lots of things that are happening right now, uh, and much is influencing uh, the process uh, that John Durham, the special counsel, has put in motion mm-hmm. now. Uh, one of the first reactions uh, is uh, for Sussman's attorneys uh, mm-hmm. to try to. <laughs> to end his prosecution by saying it was prosecutorial overreach for Durham, the special counsel, to include within his filing uh, a a week ago Friday uh, Mm -hmm. uh, a factual context uh, within those papers. Right. Your reaction to that? Well, I mean, my reaction was, is that was that the the responsive filing from Sussman's lawyers is they, they said, like, Hey, look, he got this information when he was working for Barack Obama's White House, not for not for Donald Trump's White House, not that executive office of the president. And I, I mean, that that to me is hardly exculpatory. Again, that's what I mean when I say it broadens it broadens the spectrum that we're looking at here. So this is what this guy was doing when he's working on the these Internet server issues in the Obama White House. I mean, that's just amazing. I mean, again, we had some indication before that Obama officials were unmasking Trump transition team officials, especially right. especially General Michael Flynn. 
but to see again more detail on this. So that's what they were doing in the Obama White House. And they had people in there who were spying on Donald Trump because of different uh, different levels of access they had to servers in the Obama White House. And some have this, oh, well, no, never mind, no big deal then. No, I think that's even worse. I'm very happy that they provided that information. And I'm very happy that they gave more detail on the information. Um, what uh, Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman then took to the CIA. Right? Sussman is a former DOJ official. Of course, he knows the CIA is not going to investigate that. What was the purpose? Well, we'll wait and get more detail from Mr. Durham. But it appears to me that this is just a, a replay of what they were doing all this time in the anti-Trump operation, finding different ways to push material in right, to, uh, to get more evidence, more bogus evidence, of course, with which to investigate Donald Trump. I assume what happened here is Sussman took it to the CIA, this, these two CIA officials, they said, well, we can't do anything with it. We'll hand it over to the boys at the FBI. And with all the garbage that they already had at the FBI on Trump and Russia, I'm sure this was just another file that they had. But remember what happened at the, what was going on at the time at the CIA. John Brennan had left, but before John Brennan left, on Barack Obama's instructions, they produced the intelligence community assessment, an official document delegitimizing the 2016 election. Remember, they said, yes, we assessed with high confidence that Vladimir Putin tried to help Donald Trump win the presidency. I mean, that, that was in, intended to delegitimize Trump's presidency. So again, I mean, that, that's our CIA right there. That's the intelligence community. And what else happened a couple of months later? Now we know that Eric Charamella is in the White House. A CIA analyst is in. So again, the more and more parts that we can have filled in here, we see it's not just the FBI. We see it's the CIA and we see more and more of the hand of Barack Obama's White House. I want to introduce one other area here that is orbiting all of this, or if you will, circling the drain on the outer mm. perimeter. And that is the five eyes. Oh, because oh, the, yeah. the CIA didn't just go to the FBI, it seems to me. And this is purely mm. my conjecture, inferring uh, what I do uh, from uh, all that happened in London. Uh, mm -hmm. everything that was going on ancillary to this mm -hmm. and, the, and what became a bit of, uh, I think, the, the subtext of the story, at least. And that is the Australian ambassador, mm -hmm. these uh, happenstance uh, meetings uh, with, uh, with uh, some of the Trump folks yeah. and, and using that word, that expression very lightly because they were only uh, at the lowest levels, right? Volunteers, but, right? Campaign suddenly volunteers. Italy becomes important. Mm -hmm. uh, Australia becomes important. Uh, the UK becomes, I would mm -hmm. say, very important. Yes. And we have had no, almost no public discussion of yeah. the roles of those agencies uh, uh, you know, adjunct to the CIA. Yeah. Uh, to the NSA, to the FBI mm -hmm. National Security Division. Uh, it, it's, and that's a story that has yet to be developed. Oh, yeah, I, I agree entirely. The fact that there's a former MI6 guy in the middle of this, Christopher Steele, 
and the fact that he was um, the fact that he was his position, his findings were defended by the former head of the MI6, Richard Dearlove. Right. So the fact that the Brits um, had a stake in this, this guy, Stefan Halper, was operating in Cambridge on British ground. The Brits knew what was going on. Right. The fact that, yes, the Australian ambassador that this goes to the American embassy through, I mean, rather through the Australian ambassador. Oh, I agree. The whole idea of the whole idea of five eyes that these are our closest intelligence sharing, intelligence sharing partners. This idea needs to be um, thoroughly reassessed by the next Republican president, assuming that this is a pro-America American, uh, pro-America Republican president. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to see Christopher Steele extradited. I, I want to see him on trial here and I want him wearing an orange jumpsuit. I want to see him go away for the rest of his life. I, I mean, you know, and, and, and it's certainly time right now, Lou, as we see what some of our Anglophone partners are doing around the world, it's time for a pretty thorough reassessment. Who are America's allies going forward? Now, I, I, I think that right now we have, uh, you know, we've got a lot to worry about right here, but I, I, I think I, I would imagine that most people, most people listening to us right now don't look at the government of Canada and think that Justin Trudeau is a friend of the American people. He may be a friend of Joe Biden's in the Biden administration, but this is not something th- th- this is not a government that the American people are wildly fond of. Same with the Aussies, same with the Kiwis. I, I mean, and, 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 and frankly, same with what, what, what the Brits have been up to. For the last year and a half. I mean, this is it's shocking. So yeah, yeah, this should this should compel us to reassess our place in the world and who our friends are. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Lee. Uh, the when I look to the south and I look to the north, uh, two partners uh, on this hemisphere that we've had great relationships mm-hmm. and strained relationships with. Mm-hmm. But right now, with Trudeau standing at that podium in Parliament, and. Uh, <laughs> saying to a Jewish MP, uh, if you want to basically associate with people who, uh, you know, uh, smear swastikas on on buildings, without any sense of what he was saying, without any, any sense that all he had to do was say, we will have no more mandates. The Canadian people do not like these mandates. But he digs in because his friend Joe Biden said, dig in, clear the bridge. And what we have, in my opinion, in Canada is an emerging Marxist state, uh, and there's no other way to say it for me. And in, and in Mexico yeah. to the south, what we have is a failing narco state. Yeah, we are in deep, deep trouble right. on in this hemisphere because I, we I have, agree. you know, we have had a foreign policy that ignored Central America, that ignored South America. We have more of a presence in Europe on the uh, on the western border of Russia, yeah, uh, or if you prefer, Eastern Europe, uh, than we have uh, interest and investment uh, and activity uh, in our own hemisphere. It's, I, it's stunning I, stuff. I, I agree. I mean, you you put it very well. Because a lot of the times people say, well, you know, the Biden administration should really be paying attention to what's going on on the southern border in terms of immigration, <clears throat> which is a big deal. And of course, that's absolutely correct. But these are national security issues, right? I mean, both yep. the, the, the nature of the people coming over and what they're bringing over, those are national security issues. And if it does turn out 
that Canada is going to be turning into an authoritarian state, that's a national security issue for the United States as well, because that will mean different partnerships with different players around the world. So yeah, I mean, right, then the obsession right now with Ukraine and Russia or, 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 the, or the pretend obsession, whatever, whatever it is they're looking at Vladimir Putin here, we have national security threats right on our borders, very serious ones. Let me put it in, a, in, a, in stark contrast, if I may. We have lost more Americans to drug mm -hmm. overdoses from mm -hmm. fentanyl that has been transported across the southern border with Mexico right. than the Ukrainians have lost yeah. uh, in their civil war uh, with Russia and uh, with uh, the eastern Ukrainian Russian speakers uh, in eight years. And, and, right. and suddenly we see Joe Biden, enfeebled as he is, pounding his chest and talking about it when he thought initially thought that Russia Putin was really pulling back Russian troops, right. that he was going to be a tough guy. I, right. and, it, and he wilted within 24 hours right. and has nothing more to say. This is deadly, dangerous stuff right. because we have put a man of his weakness, his limitations in the White House, uh, the the Democratic Party, of course, is absolutely to blame and uh, and will be held accountable in history. But that isn't going to save 300 million Americans who are, live right now in this country. And it's it's just it is sickening to watch. I think about it. I think about this all the time, Lou. You know, I, I just look and I, and I, I just say, well, these people really these people who are running our government, they really do not like our country. No. And they really don't like Americans, do they? I mean, I, and I, I know that sounds naive and, and simple, but, but, but that's what it is. It's just that simple. They really don't like us. You would, I mean, wouldn't it be great if we had, if, if there was a president, if there was a government that said, it's just heartbreaking what's happening across the country. It's just heartbreaking what's happening with fentanyl. It's just heartbreaking what's happening with people losing their jobs and despairing. And you know what? We, we, just, have to, we just have to get America back on track and we just have to spread the, you know, we just have to spread the love and 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 take care of our people. And you know that is what Donald Trump was doing. Exactly. And and look at how, and look at how much they fought him. That was his message. That was his message. We have to take care of Americans. And what did they do? They wanted to kill him. They wanted to destroy him. Amazing. That's what you get for saying I want to stick up for Americans. They'll 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 destroy you. They'll tear you to pieces. They'll they'll send the FBI after you if you're a president and you want to take care of Americans. They'll send America's top law enforcement agency after you. What terrible people! Yeah, and you know, talking with Americans every day on, on this podcast, one of the things that I, I you know I, I I really struggle with is I know how much uh, disbelief there is out there how much confusion there is amongst yeah. the American people about what happened to the FBI. It was, yeah. it was the paragon of law enforcement and integrity uh, in, in law enforcement in, in our country. Yeah. Uh, what happened to the justice department and the mm -hmm. courts and the chief justice says there are no Trump justices and there are no uh, Obama justices right. and Reagan justices. Well, that's exactly right. what they are. You were and, right. And it's the right. entirely as usual opposite of what our yeah. most trusted one at one time public officials say. Take the opposite and you will have the truth. Right. Uh, and that's where we are. 
Uh, and it's it's uh, so disappointing. And we have to, I truly believe this, and I say it almost every day here, we're going to have to fight for these rights because mm -hmm. there are no such things, in my opinion, as human rights. There are only in this country mm -hmm. American rights, and people died for them. Right. And people will have to understand more sacrifices await us if we are to preserve those rights. But they're not human rights. These are American that's right. rights. They're American rights. And that's why, you know, I think I've mentioned this before when we've spoken, but I mean, just going around and just speaking to people, I mean, I really do think that people feel blessed. I mean, right. We're talking about the corruption of the FBI, the DOJ, the courts and stuff like that. That just means they're moving further and further away from the baseline American attitude, what Americans believe, what communities uh the values that communities and families uphold. I mean, I, I think that people really believe this is a meaningful time for precisely the reason you said, because they're ready to fight. I'm not talking about going out and, and, and causing mayhem or, you know, violence. I'm talking about people are standing up for what they believe in and what a blessing to be alive at this meaningful time and participate in this struggle to keep our country the way that we were born into it, the way it was handed to us, and the way that we can ensure it's handed on to future generations. Really, it's it's just so amazing that we are alive at this time and we get to wage this battle for our incredible country. It, well said. And it's, uh, it is a battle that, uh, uh, that is, it looms both large, it, uh, it looms uh, even more intense in the days ahead, and it is existential. I really believe it. I, I, may I do something that I hate when people do? It? Let me quote myself. Yeah, uh, yeah that's great. Uh, it's it's a it's a tweet, so it's not like I'm being highfalutin about this. <laughs> but this is what I said about what we're talking about uh, just a day ago. I said not a single solitary soul in the entire Biden administration gives a damn about our borders, mm -hmm. sovereignty, or their responsibility to protect and defend the Republic. Mm -hmm. They are unworthy of even our contempt, though they are contemptuous of our great nation. And I believe every single word yeah. of it, and I hope yeah. every everyone in this audience uh, can uh, judge it for themselves, and I hope agree with me after reasoning through it. That, that's that is a well crafted and well charged. I don't know what do they give you now, 140 characters, but that is that is well uh, memorable and 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 well wrought. Well, so thank, thank you, sir. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I don't know the number of characters. Yeah, either. I, I've I, forgotten. I'm, it goes I, back and forth. <laughs> I do know it's a little bit like this podcast. Sometimes I bump up against time constraints and and limits, uh, even when I. What I don't think they exist. Uh, let's let's turn to uh, this uh, this new uh, project of yours uh, uh -huh. on China. Uh, yes, the threat from within, and mm -hmm. uh, bring us up to date on that. Yeah, it's very exciting. It's a it's a five part series. I I, um, I did the Daily Wire, um, and uh, you know we go through we go through some of the different um, industries and institutions right now and individuals that have uh, tied themselves to the Chinese Communist Party. And really the main, the main point of this series is 
China's a problem. We all agree that China's a problem and China is a strategic threat to the United States. But the main problem is our own ruling class that has linked itself to China, right? We can't get at the Chinese Communist Party. We can't solve those issues with our own establishment standing in the way and protecting them. And I'm not just talking about uh, Joe and Hunter Biden or the Biden family and their corrupt relations with Chinese Communist Party officials. It's structural, right? If we look, for instance, at the Democratic Party, the Democratic Party is structurally the pro-China faction, right? If you look at where their money comes from, their donors comes from big tech, comes from Wall Street and comes from Hollywood. These are industries that are 100% networked into Chinese Communist Party elites. So that's the big point I'm making. It's like, definitely China's a problem. Our immediate problem is our people who who see China as their center of gravity. They're making war on us. Our ruling class is making war on us in partnership with the Chinese Communist Party. So we have to settle what's going on before we can worry uh, more about what's happening in Beijing. Yeah, I, I I can't wait to see it. And I uh, when when is it out? Um, it'll be uh, it'll Friday, February eighteenth. They did wonderful. I mean, I, I've I've seen the trailer. <clears throat> the production values are are super. I hope that my performance uh, lives up to their excellent production values. They did such a great job. <laughs> and you know, I'm 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 speaking there and making the case. I think the case is very strong. But you know, I'm not a uh, <clears throat> not a movie star, so but uh, the production you, you, value the production values carry it. It's it's really good. It's really terrific. I had a really fun time working on that with them. Well, you're a lot more than a movie star. Uh, you're you're a great <laughs> American right. and a star. Thank you, Luke. great American. That's very kind. Thank uh, you. And uh, we really do appreciate you being with us. I just want to just as you were talking, I thought maybe everybody should. Uh, should know that the Associated Press has decided that we're being too too rough on genocide Barbie, judging mm, yeah. her too harshly. Uh, she's uh, decided to ditch America's and her citizenship for a chi- <laughs> Chinese. Uh, Can you imagine passport? people doing that? Can you imagine that? I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, you can see someone. I mean, we, we have here, I, I know I played baseball in college and I played baseball with a bunch of guys who, you know, let's say they have an Italian background, right? And they wanted to play in the Olympics. They would go and join the Italian team. Or a couple of years ago, the, you know, the Israeli team, of course, did very well. So you had a bunch of Jewish boys from New York and they say, yeah, I'm going to play with the Israeli team. I'll get to go to the Olympics. I mean, that's all fine. That makes sense. But can you imagine like say, <clears throat> oh, no, I'm going to represent the Chinese Communist Party. I'm born in America. And everything I have comes from America, but I'm going to go and I'm going to to the Olympics and yeah. represent the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah. I mean, how, how how nuts? Yeah, I hope I don't upset the Associated Press any, but yeah. I don't think Let's... we've been too rough on her, <laughs> and nor do I think we uh... we're, we've been too rough on her parents, or do I think we're being too rough on poor little uh, communist China? I uh... think that uh, we people we need to be rough on are the American companies that disregarded the fact that this is a, a, a person who absolutely turned her back on the United States, embraced the Communist Party right. of China, and they're putting $40 million right. in her pocket through endorsements. When we've got uh, you know a lot of people who've worked very hard who are American <laughs> right. citizens who I think 
could use the money a lot better. By the way, China doesn't have to borrow its money. Yeah. <laughs> America has to right now, and we have to borrow some of it from China. I mean, the madness of this. It's, is, it's not, and, but didn't someone tell that kid? I mean, isn't that what's supposed to happen in American families or a coach or a teacher? Shouldn't someone have said, hey, come on, you're really going to represent the Chinese Communist Party? Do you know what those guys are doing? Do you know what they're up to? Do you know what yeah. they do to their own people? Do you know what they're doing around the world? And you want to represent them in this celebration of sports? These are really, and, and by the way, the other thing is two years ago, this is the amazing thing about the Olympics. Two years ago, COVID-19 comes out of China. Millions around the world are dead now. Yep. Many millions more have been impoverished. This is what China did to the world two years ago. And now world leaders go and they send they send their athletic teams to go celebrate the Chinese. I mean, it's a festival of, 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 of death and, and poverty and illness. I mean, the whole thing is just crazy. I mean, but they want to make it about politics. Couldn't they yep. have just said, wait a minute, this, this is what the Chinese gave us. You think we're going to turn our back on our own citizens who are yeah. still hurting? Yeah, 5 million people dead around the world. Uh, the right. virus, uh, and I, I, that they would not warn the world that they were transmitting to the world, uh, is is the to me the moral equivalent of murder, and, and oh, yeah. this is the way in which we respond. And they to this day will not acknowledge the origin uh, of that virus. It's disgusting. And by the way, just a perfect counterpoint to giving the young lady uh, forty million dollars. Thank you very much. Uh, all of the. Uh, corporate sponsors from America, China calls Ennis Cantor Freedom, the NBA basketball yeah. star, a virus, a yeah. virus. Uh, that's right. the counterpoint. And that does just highlight a little of the right. difference nice. in the athletic world for both countries. Right. Nice language they use, right? They call human beings viruses. Yeah. They, 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 they loosen a virus on the world that kills millions of people. And, and their, their, their form of insult is to call, to call a human being a virus. And again, right, that's, and that's who our elite is tied into. That, those, are their, those are their global partners. Yeah. <laughs> well, the World Health Organization and the, uh, the International Olympic Committee. I see lots of similarities between those two organizations. Uh, Lee, thanks so much for being with us. I'm going to give Lee, you thank the, you so much. As we always do here, the last word, you get the concluding uh, words uh, from the uh, podcast uh, today. And again, well, thank, thank you for being I, with us. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. It was always a huge thrill and a pleasure. And we always cover a lot of ground. So it's a huge thrill, Lou. Thank you so much. And God bless and uh, and God bless your awesome um, listening audience, too. And, well, and, and please have me on again soon. It's so much fun. You got a deal. Guaranteed. Lee Smith, thanks so much. Appreciate it. We want to invite you to sign up for our Great America Show Advisory and Newsletter. Simply go to LouDobbs.com. That's LouDobbs.com. And click on the email newsletter button. It's as simple as that. And we'll send you our advisories and alerts, as well as our weekly newsletter. I don't want to overstate anything, but I'm pretty sure you will absolutely sense at least a small positive change in your world outlook. We invite you to join us and stay in touch. We want to thank you, uh, as Lee said, for being with us here today. Thanks for uh, listening to the Great America Show podcast and uh, making it a top-rated podcast. Uh, around the world. We thank you. God bless you. 
and God bless America. Join us again tomorrow for the Great America Podcast. Stay in the fight. Truth, justice, and the American way will prevail against all enemies, against all odds.